Family from the Heart, episode number 43. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here today to celebrate this wonderful occasion. You you didn't say dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. <laughs> Seriously, though, we told you last week that we would come here this week and talk about marriage. Unity. Unity in marriage. And oneness. So, Stephanie, welcome back. I'm so glad to be in the studio with you once again. Well, thank you. It's, uh, you know, we have not experienced one of those great Wednesdays, you know, kind of alone uh, time together. Since, like, early December. I know. It's insane. It's been Christmas break. It's been crazy hospital stuff and recovery. And then once the recovery is over and we're ready to get back into our routine, then there's snow and ice and then there's another week of snow and ice. What's going on with all this stuff? I don't know. No ice this week. Just okay. just snow. And so the kids are here on a snow day. But um, I'm hoping they'll just get the roads clean today and they'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway, we we have had our share of fun and unplanned um, But you are not good at it. No, I am not you good at unplanned. You are so not good at the unplanned. But um, but you're hanging in there. I am. I am. And we're, we're moving forward, trucking right along. And... Uh, the good news was that yesterday had some great consulting yes. calls that came in and or a call, consulting call that was a couple hours. And so that really helped out with taking my mind off of what was going on in the rest of the household. So Why? What was going on in the rest of the household? <laughs> the fact that I didn't know what was going on in the okay. rest of the household is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so anyway, today we, we are going to be uh, addressing the topic of marriage. And probably it's kind of to lead up to, I think, mm-hmm. what we had discussed that we'll be doing, which I never did I look at my calendar. I think this is a great lead into Fireproof. Yes. The movie. The movie review okay. that we'll be doing. So uh, basically. February 18th, I do believe. In, I'm or are we going to watch it on the 18th and uh, review it on here. the 21st? Well, that's what I'm looking for real I'm quickly. waiting. I know. Very impatiently. <laughs> Did I write this stuff down? I should have wrote this stuff down. I don't know. I thought that. Okay. I don't have it written down well, at you're all. You're going to have to go. I'm pretty sure that that's what we said. Hmm. So home team, family from the heart. Uh, oh, watch and take notes. I, I've got it on the 15th. So yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay, that's a so, Sunday. Is that going to work? Because <laughs> the kids will. I think so. It will. Oh, that's the night. That's Wait, a Desperate Housewives night. So. so how about we do that on uh, Valentine's Day, that that night? <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. No, that's fine. We have a date night this week. And yeah. we'll see what um, I'm laughing about is because I gave you a hard time about that last week. In the having having it, I said you were trying to, um, you, you were trying to, you know. Find, get, find a way around Valentine's Day or makeshift this Valentine's Day with work, you know, and um, which I enjoy fireproof. And so it's not going to be work. It, well, I was thinking well, about taking you out on a very special date to this thing called the New Media Cincinnati Meetup, too. Uh, no. Um, Seriously? 
Is that on the 14th? It is. Can you imagine? Those people are wrong. <laughs> no doubt. So you can, wrong. Either that or they've been married a long time. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we've been married a while, but no, we don't normally do anything for Valentine's Day, and I'm okay with that. So um, we'll see. It, it depends on you know childcare and stuff like that because uh, well, what I was getting into was I was giving you a hard time about not having a date on on Valentine's Day, sure. but we actually are having a date this Saturday. Yes, where our kids will have an overnight with Mama and Papa, Woo-hoo! and um, and so next Saturday it'll just be you know whatever. Just the two of I'm us. Like, I spent enough time with you last weekend. We can make it if we try. Anyway, <laughs> like, can't you go back to work or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you can tell that uh, we have all of our <laughs> Cliff. This is exactly where you want to turn to for all marital advice and not. Uh, <laughs> funny anyway we have great insights it's the application that we struggle with <laughs> we're a mile wide and an inch deep seriously yeah. no we're not um anyway <clears throat> we're just real authentic and uh sharing the truth with you uh probably more than we should sometimes but that's okay that's the truth that's who we are all right so stephanie basically here here's the deal we want to encourage everybody to get the movie fireproof either rent it uh, I'm certain that you can rent it at any of the the stores by this time. Uh, if you if you want to purchase it, and I would actually suggest, I, I, I can I just say I am not the type of person who buys a movie. No, you're not. I, I have I stopped buying those plastic things called discs a long time ago. Well, mm. simply mostly because I have three children, and uh, they don't they, last long. They don't. Uh, <coughs> and so basically, I apologize for my coughing. By the way, uh, but anyway. I don't buy movies because there's not many movies that I watch over and over again. Right. There's a select few, and those movies I do buy. Mm-hmm. But Like The Wedding Planner. The Wedding Planner, I enjoy watching. <laughs> Which is the, a movie that Cliff loves. I do enjoy watching that with you. And mm-hmm. You've Got Mail is one that we haven't seen in a long time, and I'd watch that again. What? You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah. You've Got Mail. Um, so, I just watched that. Did you really? A few months ago. Wow. Yeah. And and so there are, there are a handful of movies that I'll watch over and over again. But what I would say, though, is out of all the movies that have come out recently, I, I, I'm very There's interested no really in those movies. There's desire mo- to see them again. Exactly. Right. I enjoy watching them. And if I want to see it again, it, I'd, it'd be okay for me to go out and rent it a second time right. or something or to Netflix it. But Fireproof is a movie that I want to not only see again, but I want to own because I want to be able to have that to lend out to people. Right. We want to be able to Not to say, it. here, you need this. But if somebody comes to me and says, Cliff, you know, I'm really struggling and, and stuff like that, it's like, you know, uh, and they ask me for advice. What, what, well, I, I would definitely talk to them like I normally would, but I'd say, you know, if you have some time on your hands, do me a favor, take this movie, watch it, and then br- just bring it back when you're done. Right. You know, I would love to have that ability for this movie because it is a, <clears throat> it's a movie that we've mentioned several times is not expertly produced. It's not going to have excellent cinematography, no very big special effects, anything like that. It's just a great movie when it comes to the story. We had a short pause there. We did. Had a little family crisis, you know, bleeding lip from somebody pulling their skin off their lip. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, So basically, we want to, I want to be able to just say that this movie has a great purpose and a great story that I think is going to be very helpful 
uh, indeed to, to many people. And the reason why we're going to encourage everybody to, to get this movie, either rent it or purchase it, is because we want to do a full review of the movie on the 18th and let you know that we are going to be talking about the movie. So um, we're and the reason why we're putting it off till the 18th is because we don't want to spoil anything for mm-hmm. anybody. So we want to make sure that you have plenty of time. We want to give other to, people plenty of time to see the movie. That's correct. And so uh, definitely you want to purchase it. And, of course, you can go to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And I'm just saying, you know, they're a sponsor of our show. And, I, and I'm not ashamed to, to suggest that you purchase it from them. It, it definitely. I was just smiling because you spelled it for me. That's oh, all. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> but anyway, Mardell.com has been awesome in sponsoring the Family from the Heart podcast. And uh, your purchase there says to them, thank you for sponsoring this show. Mm-hmm. And you get 10% off if you use the promo code GSPN in the checkout. And I think if you go anytime now in the next couple of days or even weeks, I think Fireproof should be right there at the very it was on the It was on the homepage when we bought it. Yeah. And so, um, and if that's not the case, there's a search there. Just do a ter- search for the term fireproof Mm -hmm. now with that being said it's a movie about marriage and about the relationship between a husband and a wife and and stephanie and i have obviously been married we've been married is are we going on our 14th year now i have no idea 13 (laughs) are we so we're working into 13 or have we been married 13 no we're working into 13 okay so we're we're on our 13th year of marriage then so we've been doing this for a little while there we have definitely experienced oneness on multiple occasions throughout our our marriage, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes that oneness, that sense of oneness, I guess I will say, uh, can wear off where we don't feel connected. And uh, we'll be just honest with you that that life sometimes gets in the way. Sometimes um, we let it get in the way. Yeah, we let it get in the way, and and we become or I will suggest just that I get selfish in my own pursuit of what I'm doing and can allow you know that to also get in the way and so <laughs> every now and then stephanie and i'll ha- stephanie and i will have this time where we are looking at each other eye to eye face to face having a conversation it's not in front of a microphone it's there are no kids in sight now this doesn't happen very often I was say, when was the last time that happened <laughs> but we will I'm we kidding. we will look at each other and we will have a conversation and say wow it feels good to sit down and talk right you know, and, and we need that more often. And and really, it's, it's difficult to have oneness without it. So we want to explain. It's impossible to have oneness without it. That's, this is true. Because one part of oneness is communication. Exactly. Exactly. Now, <coughs> I apologize. I'm, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to pause through every cough that I have. Right. And, and just ask that you guys forgive me. And I, I trust me, it, it bugs the crud out of me. And many people are saying, Cliff, if you just wouldn't mention it, probably wouldn't, we would have never thought about it. And so for those people, for, for those people, forget that I mentioned that. Okay. All right. Keep going. All right. So Stephanie and I have mentioned in the past that I have performed a few, a handful of weddings <laughs> in my past. Just wanting to set the record straight. <laughs> Stephanie's like, well, you've only done like, what, five or six? Yeah. And I'm like, well, so that I just said, you know, when I've done these weddings and she's like, well, you make it sound like you've been talking for You've been doing them every Saturday. And, and what you, Not when you talk about it here. I didn't. But upstairs oh. this morning, the, just the way you phrased it. And I don't even remember exactly how you phrased it now. But just the way you said it was 
could have been implied that you know yeah all these weddings <laughs> well, that conver- <laughs> well this this conversation that w- that you're referring to was just between you and I and I assumed that you knew how many weddings I've done so I didn't know that I needed but to But I've also been married to you for quite a while and I know that you tend to exaggerate so I thought that maybe you had like you know multiplied it by 3 or something <laughs> No All right <laughs> or 10 <laughs> Oh gosh So anyway in the past, Do you want me to read it? no. Okay. Although, if you want to, you can. Why not? All right. So, um, basically, uh, we are going to. Uh, I'm going to hand this over to Stephanie, and she is going to read to you the the little bit of a sermon that I give, right. or a message, if you will, that I give during a wedding, and it starts okay. on the bottom of the first page. There, Stephanie. Yeah, so, you want me to start at message and read to where? I uh, read until the the end of it's uh, done. Uh, you'll see. With amen? Yes. <laughs> okay. No. I don't think it stands, ends with amen. I think it ends with a prayer, yeah. Okay. Becoming one. Yeah. Okay. It does. All right. All so right. go ahead. And we might pause through it to kind of we, discuss some of this. We might. Now, uh, if you had ever been married by me, which, of course, is not going to happen because because uh, I don't do weddings anymore. Exactly. I don't like to put the suit on. And don't ask me to be your best man. I might show up with a shirt and tie, <laughs> but it's probably going to be a polo shirt. <laughs> oh my god there you go there he goes we will never be invited to another wedding ever thank you lord you are so mean you cannot sit the here the food is awful at these things well don't go to the reception <laughs> go to the wedding all right i love to see the celebration of two people joining a life together mm-hmm. I, I it's beautiful and especially now that you and i can go without arguing like um in the first probably four years of our marriage every time we went to a wedding we got into a fight like that day you're not listening to i know me, I have, okay so i'm keep, just gonna keep going no so tell, no tell them about how every time we went to a wedding we we would run into having a fight. Yeah, Go and ahead. I don't even know how it would happen. It, it would be about something different every time. I couldn't tell you now what any of those things were about, but it, it's just the way it was. And so I've often wondered if that's why you hate weddings, but no, I don't think it is. The last wedding we went to, we didn't have a fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, I said for the first four years. Oh, See, I wasn't listening to that Exactly. Part. <laughs> Roughly. The first four years of our marriage, every time we went to a wedding, we got into a fight. And, you know, after we got over that, wow. it made it very... No, I, mine is mine has always been, it, I think weddings are sometimes a little bit over the top. Right. And well, there's so much stress. And so much goes into the wedding and not a, nearly enough goes into the marriage. Exactly. That I that, understand. Exactly. Every, it's all built up that the, the most important thing about the two... People uh, coming together to be married is this day, and mm-hmm. every and then it's like all of a sudden there's like this. There is almost it's a huge letdown after that. It's, right. It's like, well, gosh, everything for the for the last depending on how long you've been preparing for your wedding. Some people it's two days, sometimes it's two months, sometimes it's two years that you have set the date and have been planning. Right. And every single thing has been. And then planned you wake up the day after and you're day. like, oh, now what? Yeah, yeah. And, and then I'll, and it's like well, wow. maybe the week after if you go on a honeymoon. Sure, you know? exactly. So, and and of course my my sermon the or the message yeah. that I yeah. that I give during a, a wedding. This is uh, there have been a handful of people that I've actually performed their ceremonies for them, and I've used this I think in all of them. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie, go ahead. Okay. 
As we prepare to present you as husband and wife, I would like for us to look at Genesis 2, 18 through 24. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to live alone. I will make a suitable companion to help him. Then the Lord God made the man fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the flesh, formed a woman out of the rib and brought her to him. Then the man said, at last, here is one of my own kind, bone taken from my bone and flesh from my flesh. Woman is her name because she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one. It seemed as though God had given Adam everything he needed, a nice place to live, interesting work, but it wasn't enough. Something was missing from his life. Adam was not going to become everything God had designed him to be until God introduced him to the woman he had created from him. Notice, however, that Adam was not completed by Eve, but was complemented by her. And the two of you stand here today not to, to, not to complete each other, but to complement one another. And that's what is so exciting and healthy about your wedding ceremony today. Both of you know that you are completed and have become whole because of your relationship with Christ. He has filled the void in your heart and will equip you through his never-ending love to have sufficient love for each other. I wish every couple could enter into marriage and navigate the waters of this amazing relationship with the same confidence and freedom that you have because of your relationship with Christ. I want us to focus on these words from the passage that I just read. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife, and they become one. They are doing there are three things in that verse that, the, that describes what the two of you are doing here today. They are leaving, uniting, becoming one. Let's talk about these for a few minutes. The first, leaving. While you may have been out of their homes for quite some time, you are leaving your parents as your primary family to establish a new family of your own in the sight of God. But there is another level of leaving that is considerably more challenging. I'm, I'm sorry. I lost going. my place. I saw Troy said I was a good reader and I lost my place. So <laughs> she, Let's put it this way. <laughs> Stephanie has heard this a handful of times. Yeah, I could probably <laughs> recite it for you. No, um, Actually, she's heard, she has heard this probably at least a hundred times because... Because you rehearse it like I, crazy. I rehearse it yeah. like crazy before every wedding. Yeah. This one is actually written for Robert and Lindsay, right? Yes. So okay. you might actually hear some names in this yeah. one. Okay. It's the question of who you turn to for encouragement, emotional support, and for guidance. Now, you must learn to turn to one another first. Your friends and family are great. You need them. You have hel- they have helped shape you into the persons you have become. You won't ever stop loving these people and enjoying their company. But how you relate to them will change from now, f- from now on. Your primary loyalty is to each other. You are leaving behind the patterns and priorities of your past lives to build this new life together. This brings us to the second thing out of the text, uniting. Okay, before we go on, I want to talk about a couple things. First of all, I think that when I did perform weddings, the one thing that I did as a requirement is that I would never perform your wedding unless you agreed to a minimum of three hours of premarital counseling with me. 
not anywhere else, but you had to do it with me because I wanted to talk to the husband or the 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 groom and the bride. I wanted to <clears throat> to, to talk to these folks and make sure that they understood these three things before they get married and to to have them talk through some issues and and the some other things and I, and for those of you who are out there who are thinking about getting married and of course uh the one thing that um I know in the chat room we have our friend Trisha who is in our home team bible study group that comes here on Wednesday nights which we're so excited to see her tonight and <coughs> along with her fiance Jeremy they better be here they will be <laughs> <laughs> we, if, if it snows, we're going to go and get a... We're going to go to them. We're going to go to them. Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> she and Jeremy are getting married here very soon. Yes. And a couple of things that I always did when I had... Seven Eleven. These premarital counseling is we would always talk about finances, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I would always bring out all the stereotypes, you know, it, I would want to make sure. And these, and if you're thinking about getting married and you, you have not had these conversations... This is some things you have to have as discussions before that day. Right. <clears throat> Number one, will you have separate checking accounts or one checking account? Right. And I will suggest to you, personal opinion, you can you can send me all the hate mail you want. <laughs> if, we won't read it, no. No, I, I, I will I read was, it. I was kidding. Okay. However... If you have plans on keeping maybe one joint account, but you each have your own little slush fund on the side, you you've already, you're already he- heading into some issues there. Mm-hmm. There are some issues there, and it's a and of course we're gonna hit, we're gonna get to that part of the the wedding when we talk about becoming one. Mm-hmm. It's not his hers. It's we are one. We share everything together. This this is the goal, and so <laughs> it's not his money, her money. And and here's the other thing about finances. Um, typically, Stephanie and I have mentioned this in the past, and that is um, the fact that sometimes it's opposites attract, especially when it comes to financially. Sometimes you have a saver and sometimes you have a spender. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that can create some very big conflict. In fact, money is one of the greatest um, topics of arguments uh, and and fights between husband and wife, and and sometimes can be lead to such stress that that you know causes some people to just give up. Right. <coughs> so some other things about money is uh, being having the conversation, and and this is what really concerns me about couples who get together, they meet each other, they hit it off right off the bat, and a month after they meet, they're already engaged and they're planning on getting married two months after that. So by the from the time they meet to the time they got married is less than six months. Mm-hmm. There is not, in my opinion, and, and and this one is just my opinion. In my opinion, there's not enough time to number, to number one really know the person's personality. Stephanie will tell you that I'm the type of person I experience somewhat of a depression during two periods of time through the year, and it's usually the time between what is it between winter and fall. And mm-hmm. uh, when no, the days get shorter, yeah, when the days get shorter and when the, when the, it, it's, it's something about those two, there are two times out of the year that it's just going to hit me. And I have a case of the blahs for sometimes it can be as short as seven or eight days. And sometimes it can last for two or three seven weeks. Or eight months. I don't know I'm about just that, <laughs> but it, but here's the deal. And those are not easy days for me. And they're definitely not easy days for my family and especially for my wife. And uh, it's just something that has always been a part of who I am. And it's a part of, you know, just dealing with some things in life. And so what I'm saying is that if I were to meet somebody 
and be engaged and then married within a four month period of time, it, it would have been possible for that to all occur without Stephanie ever knowing that the, that, that that's an issue that I have in my life that she will now she's making a commitment to dealing with me during those periods of time. And Stephanie is, are those times fun? No, they're not. I mean, it, I mean, I, it's just really bad. Mm-mm. And so, but the thing is, is Stephanie knew that about me before we got married and she, she, she made that commitment to forever in spite of that mm-hmm. it, or, you know, knowing that ahead of time. And so there, I also married you knowing you didn't want kids. <clears throat> this is true. That's, that's well, something we talked about. That is, that was going to be the next conversation. I worked on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the next conversation. That, but uh, we're st- staying on the finances thing, the other problem is not knowing about your your potential spouse is not knowing what the financial situation prior to this has been like. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a spender, you got a saver. Chances are one of you has maybe been saving some money and has been very good at keeping all that. You've never been late on a bill and you don't use credit cards and then all of a sudden you may not know this, but your your fiance has, you know, $23,000 student loan has about $45,000 in credit card debt and that car that he's been taking you out on those dates on, well, that has a $17,000 balance on it. And not only that, but every time you've went out for the last uh, three or four months, it's all been on credit card. Right. And you guys are going to be paying on all that stuff. Chances are for the first 10 to 15 years of your marriage, if not for the rest of your life. And these are conversations that need to take place before the the day comes when you say I do. Now the thing is though is if you say I do in my opinion you you, you accept that even bit. if there was no disclosure beforehand I'm sorry that right. you made that commitment this is the person I'm committing to for better or for worse. And I'm going to tell you there are going to be some worse things. Um there are going to be things in our lives that are not pretty that are not exciting that you know, and I'm not suggesting that these will keep you from getting married, but I think it's best that you make the wise decision going in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> I think a conversation, uh, and and I don't tend to to have this conversation with the the people that I do premarital counseling with, but um, I suggest that they have a, comfort, a conversation about prior. You just sex- said that in 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 present tense. What? Um, I don't. I don't have this conversation with the people that I have marriage counseling with. Um, it oh. should have been have had okay. <laughs> because you don't do them anymore. This is true. But um, I was going to bring up the same thing. I think go ahead and finish. I think I was. No, well, go ahead and say it. Well, I was going to talk about past sexual abuse. It, well, past sexual abuse or, or it, just sexual experiences altogether. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because speaking speaking as someone who has survived sexual abuse um it very much very much came into my marriage and um was able to 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 work on that you know through very many different ways but um that's definitely something that they need to know ahead of time exactly exactly and and what some folks may uncover is through some of these things is that um, there may be a desire to, and I'm specifically speaking to people who meet each other and fall madly in love with one another and want to get married right away. It's not love, that's infatuation. <laughs> well, it, it, whatever it, it's called, the, the the issue that you have to watch out for, and, and I won't, and that's the other thing that when I did weddings, I would not do it unless you were, unless you were engaged for a minimum of six months. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I suggested a year. However, um, what you have to watch out for is why am I getting married? Why is there such a push to get married right away? Go ahead, Steph. Um, just back to the back to the sex thing. Um, Troy in the chat room says experience or expectations, and I absolutely think both. Yes, absolutely. Both. Because if a man is getting married thinking that he's going to have sex every day, um, he's got a rude awakening coming, <laughs> and and that's absolutely well. Number one, he has um, unrealistic expectations, and um, Hers were probably very different. Mm -hmm. So both experience and expectation. And so there, and of course there are a lot more conversations that can be had. Um, I would suggest that if you're a female and you're getting ready to be married, I would ask your fiance if he has an issue with pornography. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't think that question around too. there, there there is nothing to be ashamed of having that conversation. Uh, I will tell you stati- statistically, he probably sti- does. There's there is a very high likelihood, probably about an eighty five percent chance mm-hmm. that if he tells you the truth, eighty five percent chance the answer will be yes. Right. And so, and, and and I think that that's something to talk about. Um, there are a lot of these things. I, I again, most of this stuff does not just happen. There are so many people who, and Troy says fifteen percent are liars. <laughs> there are some people. I be- I really do believe. <laughs> That um and I know uh, Troy's a jokester, so I know he's just throwing stuff out there. That's funny though. <laughs> it is funny, <laughs> although it's not funny because right. it, it's statistically it's it's just very sad. Right. Um. But here's the deal: there are so many people who rush into marriage, and I've had this happen. Now, this is not. A, I've only done a handful of weddings. I have been approached and asked if I'll do weddings several times. Several times. Yeah. A lot of times. And when I say, well, first of all, when are you getting married? Right. When did you start dating? That kind of stuff. If it's not within a six month time frame, I said no. Or they mm-hmm. or they said no, thank you, because we're not going to put it off any longer. Right. Uh, I said, you know, you're looking at a minimum of three hours of premarital counseling, which I will do for you for free. Mm-hmm. I, I personally will do that for you for free. I will not charge you for it. And it has to do be at least a minimum of two sessions. It doesn't matter if it, if one session's uh, two hours and 45 minutes and the other one's 15 minutes. It's got to be broken into two sessions on two different days because I want to ha- let you have those conversations and then do a follow-up. Um, and so I've had people who say, I'm sorry, that that's just crazy. I'm not going to do it. And they go to the justice of the peace. And those are the folks that I really am glad that I have these these in place because the, these people are not having those conversations. Right. And they're not. And and the thing is, is avoiding those conversations does not get you out of the the uncomfortableness of what truth, what truth lies behind those answers. Mm -hmm. It's best to get the stuff out in front, and and it and it's difficult to do, but I think it's so important. And in fact, we're we're you know we're going to talk about marriage and the the thing that's so important. To go into marriage, if you want to be armed with what it takes to have a great marriage, it is actually communication and the ability, sorry, it's the ability, Stephanie's locked in here. All right. I will, hold on one second. So anyway, what I was saying there, Stephanie, was that the, one of the best things that you can arm yourself with in, in, into, I think, leading a a having a healthy marriage and and to aid this becoming one thing 
is to have have a a the ability to have open communication uh, and, and to, to learn how to effectively communicate with one another about anything. Because, gosh, when you're married, you're, I mean, to become one, you have to have this ability to, to talk about what's on your mind and to do it in a way that's not always going to be a fight and, and all of these other things. So, um, and what was I going to say, the other thing? Um, but anyway... So, so yes, premarital counseling. But the other thing that I always talk about, uh, some other things in in the counseling, Stephanie, is uh, we talk about f- you know family, uh, what you know, how how are you connected to your friends? You know, have have you talked about you know how things might change? Have you considered how you know the expectations of of you know basically you know how things are going to be different? Have you right. thought about the, those things? And so anyway, we won't go into the entire session here, but this first point is very important to understand that your relationships with your friends are going to change. Your your best friend from this point forward is your spouse and the the person you confide in, you know, if you're the type of person and there are sometimes you'll come across this where where the one person you tell everything to is mom and mom, you know, or, the, you know, you you and or your dad or whatever. And that relationship is not going to go away, but that relationship needs to change. It, you you literally there sometimes there has to be for some people there has to be some sort of understanding that you know what? I'm not going to go to mom every single time I'm I have something that frustrates me with my husband. You shouldn't. Exactly. Um from experience. Your parents are your, your your parents are destined to be biased to one party, and it's not going to be your spouse. Um, they should not be the person that you go to with all of your marital, um, whatever. Right. You know, with your arguments, with your, you know, complaints about whatever you know Mm -hmm. he has this habit that drives me crazy he does this he does that he doesn't do this that's not something that you should because i will tell you from experience your parents will think that you have a horrible marriage yep and and they'll tell you that and then all of a sudden they'll start they they will start treating your spouse in a very uh, negative way they will start to speak negatively about your spouse to you uh, and and things like that, and and the same goes true. You you have to sometimes you the person you may confide in has been this friend of yours that's been a, a very close friend, not relative, but somebody who's been a close friend that you've told everything that's on your mind. There are you have to avoid the temptation to every single time your spouse upsets you to go to that person mm-hmm. and tell them. I mean. I understand the need to to have somebody to confide in, to to go to when things are really tough and stuff like that. My suggestion, though, is to find a way to communicate with those friends without pointing at all the things that your spouse does wrong, but in a way says, I'm experiencing some, some issues with the way that I'm dealing with some situations, how I'm reacting and if you can lay the blame off of your spouse, even when you're totally ticked off, it, it, it takes a little bit of time. And I'm trying to think of an, uh, of an example. Let's just say that um, Stephanie d- did something that made me very upset. Um, 
give you give me an example of a of a hypothetical situation or a, a true situation either way. So hmm. something that would just make me angry. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, um, someone went to the grocery store and spent money knowing that it was going to make the account negative. Okay. And came home and told you, and you said that they were just as bad as their sister-in-law who purposely wrote bad checks constantly and was like, had a warrant out for their arrest. Okay. Okay. That right. that's that's my hypothetical situation. Okay. Oh, and all of this was said in front of the parent. Okay. So this is a hypothetical situation that's No, not it's a- really not hypothetical. This really happened. Not to me though. No, to you. You said it to me. Really? Yeah. Oh well thank you. You're welcome. You you said or not so hypothetical. Okay. Well so, anyway. How uh, would you now handle that situation? I, I I'm trying to remember this I, I, now who said what? Because I don't understand. I, I what said, do you mean? I don't know. Okay, here's what happened. I went to the grocery store yeah. and went over, uh, like, it was like a dollar fifty over what I knew we had mm-hmm. in the checking account. I knew that, now the checking account didn't go negative. Our ledger went negative. Okay. okay? And, um, and I knew that and I came home and I told you that. And you said to me in front of my mom, okay. who already had a dim view of you okay that i was just as bad as insert name here who writes bad checks all the time and has a warrant out for their arrest okay well number one i don't recall that conversation but we were in the a-frame okay at the time and if i and if i had to go back and do that over again (laughs) number one i would not have that conversation in front of your mom well number one i would never do that again okay so yeah so uh but if the the thing is, is if I did that and, and I did, I apologize to you now because I don't recall doing that. But I've done lots of stupid things and probably worse things than that. So that doesn't embarrass me too badly. However, um, if, if I let, let's take the situation into let's just say I did not totally screw that up already because then it would already be screwed up. But let's just say I was very angry with you and it was much more than a dollar fifty that could be fixed rather easily. But okay. it was instead you made a mistake and this is a hypothetical but you wrote a check for something and it was $200 and there is no way that we had the $200 to even get to the bank to cover something like that right. knowing that the money wasn't there and then all of a sudden coming to me and that would make me very angry and let's just say and again we're st- I'm going to keep this into the hypothetical um because I don't want to share anything embarrassing so hint <laughs> <laughs> hint so hypothetically if my wife was to share something very embarrassing about me in a podcast just kidding well just kidding i did something very stupid that day as well i know you know but but if if this was a reoccurring thing two things very stupid first i purposely overdrawn our well i didn't purposely but you know i did overdraw our account and i think it was on something you know, like baby food or something right. stupid that we could have just mashed up our own food. Right. Um, and number two, I told you in front of my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, okay. But here's the so deal. That's not just all about how you reacted. I, I kind of set you up okay. there. So, all right. Well then I'm, which is not healthy either. It, exactly. So, so going back to the hypothetical situation, 
Here, here's what I'm, I'm suggesting. Let's just say that my, well, I, my, the real part of this is the person that I go to talk to when I need somebody to 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 talk to when I'm just really angry or upset and dealing with things. Um, in the situation where that were to happen, it you actually overdrew the account by a couple hundred dollars, and it's not the first time it's happened. We've had the conversations. You promised me you'd never do it before. All this stuff, and it's it's just continuing to happen. There, some people have the tendency to either go to that mom or that dad and just to say, she did it again, I'm so ticked off and, and I don't, just don't know what to do. Or the tendency would be to go to my friend and say, let me just tell, I am so really angry at my wife. Let me, she did this to me again. What do you think I should do? That's, that's one way to do it. So how you can do it differently, number one, is before you immediately go to anybody, the and of course we're we're making uh, pulling a lot of assumptions out of it here. Right. But obviously, if you read through the 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 uh, wedding ceremony that you did, you'll probably recognize that I typically would only marry people who who are Christians and right. and who um who basic and, and it's not that I don't believe that non Christians shouldn't be married, but obviously that's that's been one of the qualifications for what I would involve myself in. So one of the things that I would suggest is that first you turn. Turn to prayer and 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 kind of share with God. Now, God's the one person you can say, "I am so ticked off at my wife right now." And by the way, I'm ticked off with you because obviously, for some reason, you let me get into this mess and or whatever. But it, here's the deal: is I would then how I could have this conversation with my friend uh, would be in such a way that I would say. Uh, if he says, Hey, so what's going on in your life right now? And and stuff like that. What can I pray for? Well, I'm really struggling through a a pretty big disagreement with my wife and how we're doing our finances. Uh, just something happened this week that, that, you know, we've had this disagreement in the past and, and it's come up again and, you know, it's just really wearing on our relationship with one another. We're not experiencing oneness. We're not really connected. And this is just really tearing us apart. And that's how, and, and and it's really hurting me inside. And that's how I can share that that frustration without pointing to you and right. saying what you've done and humiliating you in the eyes of my friend. Right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, but yet at the same time, he can be praying for specifically for uh, the situation of our finances and us coming together and being one in our understanding of and in. And at least our approach to how we together are going to handle our finances moving forward. Right. And I believe in the power of prayer and that that can powerfully change things. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Okay. So so that's premarital counseling 101. <laughs> exactly. And, and it also, and, that, and of course that goes back and I'm going to ask. We go into uniting. Well, I want you to just, now with the context of the talking about the. <laughs> That relationship with mom and dad and the yeah. friends. Okay. I want you to reread the the leaving part. Just the leaving. The whole thing. Uh, just yeah, it's a very short part. It's like we're we're going to talk about three things and just uh-huh. read the leaving thing. It's 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 not very short. It, it's from it, it's big text, babe. It's, okay, okay. Leaving. I know. Again. Just, just humor me, please. While you may have been out of their homes for quite some time, you are each leaving your parents as your primary family to establish a new family of your own in the sight of God. But there is another level of leaving that is considerably more challenging. It's the question of who you turn to for encouragement, emotional support, and for guidance. 
Now you must learn to turn to one another first. Your friends and family are great. You need them. They have helped shape you into the persons you have become. You won't ever stop loving these people and enjoying their company. But how you relate to them will change. From now on, your primary primary loyalty is to each other. You are leaving behind the patterns and priorities of your past lives to build this new life together. This brings us to the second thing out of the text, uniting. Right. And, and right, go on. you can go on after I make this one last statement. And that is that I, we're going to talk next week, I believe, about the five threats to marital oneness. And I just want to suggest that extramarital affairs is going to be one of them. And, and it's so much more than... And you can have an extramarital affair with a best friend or your mom absolutely. or your dad. Mm-hmm. Or your computer. Or your computer. In just a few <laughs> minutes, we're going to say a few words, exchange some rings, say a prayer, and in an instant, you will become husband and wife. In an instant, God will consider you united, never to be torn apart. In an instant, the government will consider you united. You will have different tax status and legal benefits. In an instant, your friends will no longer call you Robert and Lindsay. You'll become the Johnsons. Your finances, your name, everything you own, in an instant, the two of you will be united. I speak for everyone here when I say we are excited about your uniting. But more than anything, what we really hope and pray for you is that you become one. Though uniting isn't though uniting is an instantaneous event, becoming one is a lifelong process. Yes. Keep going. <clears throat> yeah, and basically the the leaving and then the uniting obviously the uniting it's just clear it happens in an instant. It's that it's that's the only thing that happens on the marriage day. It is day one, you know, it's the only thing that's instantaneous. Everything else is a lifelong progress. So go ahead and And just read on from there. Okay, becoming one does not happen overnight. Becoming one may take years because where uniting is about possessions and legalities, becoming one is about the union of your souls and your dreams, your hopes for the future, your individual goals, your shared goals, your strengths, your weaknesses, your very lives. Becoming one is much more challenging than simply uniting. Becoming one is the difference between a successful wedding and a successful marriage. In fact, there may be some areas of your life that the two of you will have a hard time agreeing on. There'll come a day when you look across the breakfast table and think, till death do us part. And Robert, in those days, you'll need to remember these two simple words. Yes, dear. (laughs) Which Clissa hasn't learned. (laughs) Seriously. That's the one part where I just put my hypocrisy right out there for everybody. (laughs) That's right. Seriously, marriage is wonderful, but it's not always easy. You need to learn about a different level of communication. You'll need to practice a higher level of conflict resolution. You'll need to learn to compromise. And there will be times when you need to cling to unconditional love. Don't give up for the reward for all of the leaving and the uniting is discovering the joy of becoming one. There are all sorts of things to learn and practice, but remember this. A marriage is the union of three souls in a triangle. Robert, you're at one base, and Lindsay, you're at the other, and God is at the top. Just remember that as you grow closer to God, you will inevitably grow closer to each other. Leaving, uniting, becoming one is God's design for your marriage. 
As you begin your married life together, look to God, the one who made your love for one another, and to Jesus who showed us what unselfish love really looks like, and to the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to love. The word of God is your guide through the journey of love, for it does not always come easy, and there may be times when to love is the hardest choice of of all. May God bless you with a long and faithful marriage. Very cool. Pray with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, I, where's the quote? Did you or did you say it and I missed it? What the difference between a successful wedding? No, I said and it. a successful and and a successful marriage. I said it. The, um, it, it's right here. Okay, because um, that's becoming, my favorite phrase. Yeah, becoming one is more challenging than simply uniting. Becoming one is the difference between a successful wedding. And a successful marriage. There we go. That's my favorite phrase out of everything that I wrote in there for the weddings is is that one right there alone. So anyway, this idea of becoming one is something that I, I think is is not really pushed very much in modern day look at marriage. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like so much about it is uniting. You know, I, I see a lot of talk about uniting, bringing things together, sharing things you know, possessions, names, checking accounts sometimes, uh, unfortunately only sometimes, uh, but it's, 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 it's like selling one place so that you can move in together. It's, it's uniting, uniting, uniting. And there is very little of this becoming one. In fact, it's, it's in our society, I see it and it's like, well, I can still be my own person, which Stephanie is, I mean, it's very clear. I mean, anybody who listens to us knows that Stephanie is still her own person and Cliff is still his own person, but it's not, that's not what we're talking about. Becoming one is saying, you know what, this is how I feel about this topic. And this is how she feels about this topic. And the two of us come together and we may disagree often, often, but we are going to make a commitment to one another to figure out a way that we can move together on the same page. And sometimes that means a compromise is in order. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be the same person compromising all the time. And if it is, it's not oneness. Absolutely. So anyway, there we go. <laughs> and I feel like now everybody, now that anybody that's out there and you've been listening to this, we now pronounce you <laughs> man and wife. just kidding i know so anyway folks um that is that is basically what we wanted to share with you in this episode of family from the heart and i am now going to find the proper music to end this show and say a very special thank you to mardel.com m-a-r-d-e-l.com and be sure if if you i mean seriously if, if you're gonna buy the movie Go to Mardell to get it. Use promo code GSPN. And while you're there, uh, if you have uh, been planning on buying a new Bible or some homeschool materials or or some Christian music CDs or whatever it is. Or a devotional book. Devotional books. Stephanie and I are... Uh, actually, Stephanie just bought a new devotional book. She'll be talking... Do you want to know what the name of it is right off the top of your head? I don't. Okay. I forgot. I'll tell you what. Why don't you make a commitment to, to talk about that when it comes in on Stephanie Unplugged? Okay. And let people know. And, of course, then they can maybe you can share some stuff like that. So um, Mardell.com, use promo code GSPN. You'll get 10% off your entire order as much as you go there. And uh, we say thank you to them. Uh, But if you're not going to buy the movie, at least do us a favor. Go out and rent it. Um, Just understand 
it's it's got a great story to it, and it's really going to tie together well with what we're going to be discussing or what we discussed today. It's also going to go well with what we're going to be discussing tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next week, which is five threats to marital oneness. We're going to try to put that into one episode. We are going. To, okay. I think we'll be able to do it. Yeah. Last time we did this, it was five different episodes. I think so. I think we covered each the each um, breakdown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So that's it. And of course, if you have any comments or questions regarding this episode, we so want to hear them. We have not had a voicemail for Family from the Heart in a long time. Wouldn't it be awesome if next week we would have some people respond to some of the things that we've that said here today? Cool. And we could play your voice on our show next week. And of course, the phone number to do that, Stephanie, is... 859-795-4067. And that's a voicemail line open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Don't worry what time zone you're in. It never rings at our house. It simply goes to a voicemail and then gets delivered to us via email as an audio file for us to play on the show. And that number one more time is... 859 795-4067. And if you're too shy to actually leave us a voicemail, that's not a problem. You just simply go over to gspn.tv slash forum. And in the forum, there's a section for the Family from the Heart podcast. If there's not a topic for oneness in marriage already, then just go ahead and uh, start that topic and and say whatever you want. And we'll probably bring in some of those comments. Yeah. So uh, anything else, Stephanie? I don't think so. All right. I think that pretty much... Lost fans. Lost is back on tonight. It sure How is. exciting is that? And uh, we'll uh, be back very soon with more Family from the Heart every Wednesday morning at 10.30. Or no, is it 10.30? 11.30. Eastern, 10.30 Central. Right? Yeah. You're looking at me like... I missed what show you were talking about. This show. I was just trying to guess. Yeah. Wednesdays. It's 11.30, 10.30 Central. There we go. We'll talk to you all later. Until next time, join Join the the community. community.